And hello and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. Matt, it's Saturday night. We're back again with all of our friends here on YouTube and Twitch. I got a good feeling about this, Matt. I think this is going to be a good show. Oh, it's, it's going to be a good show. It's going to be a good the, one. <laughs> oh, it's it's going to be good because this is one of those weeks where it's like, okay, no no weeks off. Huh? We can't we can't quit this one. This is one of those ones we got to <laughs> we, 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 we got to nip this one in the bud at the height of relevance, unfortunately. But before we get to the burning piece of news that I'm sure everyone is dying to hear us talk about, uh, let's let's start with some lighter fare. You know, let's let, let's ease into it. You know, let's uh, let, let's take some baby steps into this one. How uh, how was your week? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, it, it was a pretty pretty chill week in terms of like everything I did. Not in terms of comics. We had quite a few comics out Ooh, this week. Did we ever? We'll be sure um, to talk about those. But yeah, and I've been playing more Tears of the Kingdom. I actually I actually stopped doing all my like side quest shit and just decide okay i'm gonna do do like a uh like an actual like quest and i did one of the main <laughs> quests on the um with the water people the the zora domain quests which was which was a lot of fun a lot of fun more like water temple stuff little puzzles and stuff to help nice. cl clear their realm which was a lot of fun Nice. I'm still working my way through Jedi Survivor. I was going kind of slow because I wanted to get the most out of it before I did like a new game plus. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I I beat the quote unquote final boss and then got to the, you know, big like third act betrayal, which I could feel coming a mile away, even if it wasn't spoiled for me. I'm like, oh, this is this is all going too quick. There's got to be some more stuff here. <laughs> well, it, even though you could you could tell that Bode was going to be a villain. Did you know he was going to be a Jedi? I did not. That yeah. was actually pretty big. The second he showed up, and it's like, oh, I'm a mercenary. I do shit for money. I'm like, oh, the Empire's totally going to pay him to betray us later, you yeah, fucking yeah. Lando. You're the goddamn Lando of this game. <laughs> and then it, and then later on, it's like, you're not the only one who survived. And I'm like, oh, shit, unexpected. Yeah, that I knew he was going to betray you, but yeah, uh, him being a an ex-Jedi was something that really surprised me. And yeah, something uh, you're, I'm kind of shocked we don't see more of in Star Wars, but that's good. Uh, the fight later where you actually get to play Seer and fight Vader, which goddamn, that, mm. that's the hardest fight in the fucking yeah, game. It's really fucking hard. And it's, that is the point of it as well. Yeah. Yeah multiple phases he can chip off most of your health he can do a bunch of bullshit moves and the worst part is because you're not cal anymore you don't have like all the moves and all the skills and all yep. the stances you're used to yep like sears got like this shield thing but it doesn't do much in a boss fight no no it is cool though to see her like drop caves on at ats and everything because it's like ah oh, yeah. she's a master right that's it's the sort of thing she it, can do. using those like ball things to blow up the big uh mm -hmm. big at ats and like the gunships and everything yeah it's pretty cool yeah use the force to heal i like that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's pretty fun but yeah so jedi survivor is great really enjoying that really trying to take my time with that one before mm -hmm. it's uh eventually uh hit the credits on it yep yeah so that's what I've been doing. Uh, what else? Uh, anything else going on in your world? Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, oh, I, 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 I saw Fast X. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did. Uh, again, uh, the general consensus is, is that this one, they maybe go a little too nuts in this one nah. with their overuse of, you know, uh, oh, here was a character hanging out just out of frame in this flashback. But apparently Momoa is really good and quite the saving grace. He is. He's uh, just playing the Joker. 
but 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 like the fun joker not the 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 incel we live in a society joker he's like having so much there's a part where like he, he's painting his toenails and nails well while there's like a bunch of dead guys he's like he's like like uh gaffer tape their faces into like smiles <laughs> and everything sitting around him he's talking to them he's, he's a load of he's doing ballerina dancing while people are being shot and they're it's great i i like he's showing other sides to himself as an actor yeah and as a performer momoa their big big muscle bound polynesian joker why well, not he seems to be like the only people in these films that like don't take themselves seriously and mm. have that thing in their claws where it's like oh i can't be like beaten on beaten. screen like he's like the only one who doesn't have that it seems and it I works for it and tough yeah yeah i need to be big and tough at all times and also uh what is it apparently we do get the rock but only right at the very end the rock comes back and gal gadot's character comes back even though we Seriously? we like saw her fucking die <laughs> oh that's funny that's hey you know our, our dc roles aren't working out the way we thought they would <laughs> we're not the big leading stars that we thought we were man we could really use a nice uh, ensemble piece huh yeah uh it was great john cena's little like arc through this through it is really great as well he gets to like protect dom's son and he's got like a, he takes a kayak on a boat and the kayak <laughs> turns out to be like a literal fucking bat plane and, and then fucking he's got a car that has like cannons on the side that of he pulls course. it and it shoots cannons and oh it's great it's great Man, John Cena and Dave Bautista feel like they're in a real race right now to see who can be, who can have the best post wrestling career for like mm. an actor to be taken seriously. Yeah, totally. I I was reading an article there. It wasn't an article. It was a fucking TikTok. I'm lying to make myself sound more interesting than I am. Uh, where a guy basically said, you know, the he, he compared the Rock's career trajectory to the career trajectory of someone like Schwarzenegger and saying, you know, mm -hmm. Schwarzenegger became an icon and became like an American institution and everything due in part to the fact that even though he did silly as fuck action movies and he did like kindergarten cop and shit, he always hitched his flag to the very best directors he could find, yes. you know, your James Cameron's, uh, everything like that. Yeah. That, that you could do where the rock hasn't really done that because the rock's like well i don't care about the director i care about me i'm mm -hmm. the brand i'm the person i need to be the most interesting person in every single project that i'm doing and you look at the directors he has worked with over the years especially when he was making all those movies like skyscraper and mm -hmm. rampant they're all directors that would just like bend under his will of course yeah and i think it's very interesting to compare their careers and again with cena and with batista they're doing much more of the schwarzenegger track where it's like well let me work with interesting writers and directors who you know will know my strengths and will make me look good and i'll make the project look good because of that i mean shit mm -hmm. batista's working with goddamn m night Shyamalan, and i know m night Shyamalan now is a little better than he was before and you know he's also playing to his strengths now with these smaller budget more focused full moon features yeah yeah he's working with ryan johnson and yeah, yeah. james gunn all these people but yeah it's the, it's, the new. it's it's weird that uh that the rock did all this because there was a part in his career like early on where like he was working Very with much. with with really good directors like there and doing like Be weird cool, movies like shorty, yeah. like southland tales that's a really fucking weird film and he's all in that film 
Southland Tales, I always come back to Be Cool, where mm-hmm. he played, like, the gay bodyguard yeah. wannabe country music star and everything, where he showed he wasn't afraid to, like, make fun of himself and everything there and being like, yeah, you know, I'm more than just a musclehead. But as time has gone on, he's kind of moved away from that, probably because he wants to run for president and he mm. thinks he can't show any weakness because he's going to run as a Republican, because, of course, he is. Of course, yeah. Yeah, I, I wonder if that's why if his political aspirations changed it around. And I also wonder what his career is going to look like post Black Adam, where it's like, wow, you uh, you took a real humbling, sir. Yeah, would you do you reckon it would have humbled him? Mm. I mean, <laughs> maybe. I mean, the fact that he's returning to Fast and the Furious, where it seems like, oh, it seems like a lot of those guys didn't like you and didn't like mm-hmm. each other. Yep. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, it's all about family, as the chat is saying. Yeah, yeah to return to the family. The family, yep. That it's all about. And, uh, oh, I guess I can't put it off any longer, Matt. I guess we got to get to the news for the week. <laughs> I really don't want to do this because this is just this is just feel bad. This is just feel bad for everyone and everything. <laughs> uh, if you follow comic book news closely, and I know you do because you're watching this show, you probably saw... Earlier this week, it was leaked that the big climactic death that they were already, you know, trumpeting and already trying to hype up for Amazing Spider-Man 26, the death that they directly compared to Gwen Stacy back in the day. In fact, I think this coincides with a big anniversary of Gwen Stacy's death, if I'm getting the dates right. (laughs) Well, it got leaked, and after getting leaked and everyone getting pissed off, Marvel was forced to confirm it, but yes... Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan will be dying in Amazing Spider-Man issue number 26. What the absolute fuck are you thinking? Uh, <laughs> I've been perpetually laughing all week. I I am a very upsetty spaghetti by this news, <laughs> if you could not tell. Like, this, this Spider-Man run has been bad. We all know it's yeah, bad. Yeah. But, like, it's nothing I haven't seen before. I I like to think I have a cool head in this nerd game. I like to think I don't get played by companies because that's all this new Spider-Man is. It's a total retread of one more day. It's, you know, we don't know how to make Spider-Man interesting and sell, so we'll just make the book really controversial and piss people off and hope they'll come back and read again, you know, even if they're just anger reading like they did with One More Day. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, we've we've been here, we've done this, I know this dance. Maybe when they finally fucking get it out of their system after 16 years, maybe, maybe Zeb Wells can finally take control of the book again because, again, this news definitely confirms to me that editorial is writing the book and not him. Maybe we can actually actually get some good stories out of it but this this news here that we introduced Kamala Khan into Spider-Man for the sole purpose of killing her to make Spider-Man feel bad and by extension piss off the audience so much that they'll talk about it and share it and do videos on it and write think pieces about it there and by doing our marketing job for us this this is a special kind of bad like one more day was bad but it didn't kill other characters from other books. It didn't drag them down with it. And the fact that, again, like I said, they were planning this from the beginning. They made her a supporting character in Spider-Man because they knew they were yeah. going to kill her. Yeah, of all the characters, like, re- like tangentially related to, like, Peter that he's had interactions with, like, mm-hmm. they chose her. Like, of all the characters in his, you know, 80-plus year run, yep. you know, they chose her. <laughs> gross completely gross and to compare this to the death of gwen stacy peter parker barely knows kamala khan yeah, yeah. And, and 
In fact, none of those characters they have weeping about her death on the cover there, none of them knew her or hung out with her that yeah. much. Yeah, it was really weird, like, seeing, like, oh, well, why isn't, like... Like, like Cyclops should technically be on the cover because he knew her more yeah. than more than he more than like Wolverine did, and, yeah. and like why why is why is Gold why Goblin is there <laughs> in yeah, his wh- wavy hair and <laughs> yeah why isn't Miles there or Nova yeah. or any of the champions characters yeah, yeah. or any of the or any of the living in humans she like knew lots of characters I mean she did technically have a team up with Wolverine very early on so technically he does know her so that one does count but still it's just so fucked up on so many levels L- let us also talk about the fact too that this is Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month and they kill off one of their most prominent brown skinned Asian characters one of their most prominent female characters right before she's supposed to have a big movie now again Marvel's done this before. They did it to Doctor Strange. They technically also did it to Scarlet Witch, though she was back again by the end of that story. It just feels so fucked up and so gross and so wrong. And like, just just like symbolically, really, this is the character you choose to kill this character. Yeah. Who arguably did a better job embodying the Lee Ditko era of young person hero trying to balance their, you know, social life and their hero life, who arguably did it better than Spider-Man's done it in years in the G. Willow Wilson run. This is the character you choose to kill just so Peter will be sad more. Isn't he sad enough? Are you fucking kidding me? You need the death of an actual child on him? She still lived at home for fuck's sake. <laughs> Oh my god, Spider-Man office, Marvel editorial, what the general fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, bitter spite helping us down the chat. It sounds like they just want to kill her and bring her back with her movie powers. I keep hearing that. You're not the first person to I was to thinking say that, that yeah. Yeah. I've had like five people tell me that and I can't seem to see where this rumor is coming from, which leads me to believe that just a lot of people are thinking it, I suppose. I sure hope not, because that would also be a pretty ugly slap in the face. Like killing her is bad. Resurrecting her with movie adjacent powers feels even worse. That is like right up there with, oh, we're going to make Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver not Magneto's children mm-hmm. anymore, which mm-hmm. they're still not, by the way. They still never fix that. Mm. No, they never did. They've come very close to fixing it and not. As the chat's saying, I feel a profound sadness for G. Willow Wilson. Yeah, she's been pretty quiet on this, but I can only imagine many items went flying across rooms where she was in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, it does feel like they're going to use this as a chance to make her powers more in line with that of the movies and stuff. I sure hope not. Again, as we've seen, Krakoa can resurrect, you know, non-mutants now. Yeah, you see, and see, I could see them using that as some way. It's like, oh, well, we can just resurrect her with the mutants. Oh, no, something went wrong and her inhuman Mm. DNA fucked with the resurrection products. So now she's like a fucking mutant. Yeah, that's... I don't like that. I know some people are like, oh, it's not a big deal if Kamala's a mutant. No, see, I think being an inhuman was actually a big part of yeah. her success because yeah. being an inhuman, she was always a big fish in a small pond mm-hmm. where when you look at the X-Men, how many new mutants do they introduce like oh, every year? Yeah, Dozens, I, I know it's, dozens. I know it's less than they used to, but it's like, think of how many mutants are out there, how many of them go on used, how many you know are cult favorites but never get their moment. Mm-hmm. By being an inhuman, Kamala is already like one of the best of them and that means whenever yep. you need 
an inhuman representative from something, you could always use her. And yeah. I think that works. And I think she encapsulates that moment in time in Marvel history when they were really trying to push in humans. And some people have argued like, oh, well, G. Will Wilson wanted her to be a mutant originally. It, she never said that. The editor and I think the artist backed up the editor when they said that. So we've never had that confirmed by the creator. That's kind of, you know, uh, what is it? A, a more fan-y rumor. But yeah, mm. it just... It just feels wrong. It just feels bad. Uh, KT in the chat helping us. I just laugh at editor Niccolo constantly getting cooked on Twitter this week. Yeah, I would not want to be in his fucking mentions. I'm assuming he's not even on Twitter. Well, if he was, he's not anymore. <laughs> and again, too, the, fa the fact that they knew they were going to do this is what gets me. Because if you remember before, there was that article that came out where it's like, oh, following the next big Spider-Man reveal, you know, uh, Marvel is going to have to get Zeb Wells security at conventions because, oh, it's going to make people that mad. And I'm like, that's a really shitty way to sell your book. And that's also a really shitty way to think of your fans and everything. And, you know, enter this creative endeavor where it's like, we're going to do this to make you so mad. <laughs> and I'm uh, like, I, don't I think mean, they to be fair, like to make Spider-Man fans mad, it's not that hard. It's not. <laughs> It's it's shooting fish in a barrel, no doubt about it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but this is just what the fuck. <laughs> As the chat is reminding me too, to think we were this close in the Nick Spencer run, where it looked like he was this close to actually undoing one more day. Yeah, and now yeah. the next run right after, it's like, well, we're gonna have a new one more day for a new generation. <laughs> fuck you for even trying to undo it. We're gonna actually make it way worse just out of spite. Because this is just like, this is cultural disconnect. This is out of touch. This is like, okay, people who are actually making decisions at Marvel, people who are actually making decisions on the Spider-Man book, it's clear now you guys don't actually know what you're doing. You don't know who the fan base is anymore. You can only shock. You can't actually give people anything interesting and compelling that they want to sink their teeth into. And that's so fucking sad because it's Spider-Man. We see him do so well in so many other genres in, you know, freaking video games and cartoons and everything else. Why Why are you guys continually dropping the fucking ball on this one? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's got to be some. It's got to be, uh, what's his name? fucking akira yoshida since he's the uh, yeah. editor chief or what's his name um Ooh, tom Bra tom bravort uh, i don't know man i don't know it's so fucked up and also e even just the fact that this went from a leak to being like actual news that they had to report mm -hmm. the timeline on this is super fucky because as people were sure to say like okay well this book doesn't come out for a while so this information wouldn't even been at penguin house or random house or at mm -hmm. any of the actual like you know publishing people to get it published that means the only way this news could have possibly gotten out is if someone close to the project leaked it which means yeah. they leaked it on purpose yes. which means they wanted this shit storm to hype up the book and make sure that lots of people buy it before it actually comes out because again they don't know how to give spider-man fans what they want anymore so they can only you know just poke hornet's nest and get people really pissed off by killing a beloved character who, like I said, has probably done more to embody the Spider-Man ethos than just about any other modern character. A character mm -hmm. with a movie coming up yes. and everything and with a TV show and everything. And they're like, oh, this is what we got to do. We're going to kill this character. We're going to kill this child. And the death of this child will hang on Spider-Man's conscience. And again, she's probably coming back because everyone who yeah. dies comes yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the one thing lost on a lot of people. Uh, and it happens all the time whenever you see like, oh, the death of Doctor Strange, the death of this mm. character, you know, they always come back. 
That that's the thing with comics. They'll always they'll stay dead for a little bit and then they'll come back. Even Marvel with like like uh not Marvel uh DC with uh Alfred oh, yeah. Alfred even though he's still technically dead, he's come back in other stories and we've yeah. seen him through spirit worlds and alternate mm. universes and stuff. So you oh, know we have seen him. Yeah, yeah. He's dead, but he has had stuff too. But again, you know, I think this speaks to like a disconnect between the older Marvel editors and writers and people actually making decisions there. Mm-hmm. The younger, like Gen Z group of fans who really, you know, glommed on to Miss Marvel and everything, they did it in trades and, you know, and they did it in digital mm-hmm. and everything. They don't really give a shit about these bigger events and about the constant death and, you know, rebirth cycle that so many of these characters are in, which again tells me that they didn't even really know who Miss Marvel's audience was, the fact that they offered her up to sacrifice her in a goddamn Spider-Man story mm-hmm. for no good reason, except for to make Spider-Man sad. Did, did you know he's been sad, Matt? Well, we need to make him sad. It's it's not enough that, you know, his relationship with Mary Jane fell apart, which is like, whatever, it happens. I've seen it happen a million times. It'll happen before. But we really need a dead kid, you know? We really need a <laughs> dead kid on his conscience. <laughs> That's what he hasn't had yet. You know, Batman, Batman has dead Jason on his conscience. He has a dead child that he had to cradle as he breathed his last breath. Let's give that to Spider-Man. <laughs> that's that's another fucked up thing, too, where it's like, look, I'm not saying that, like, you know, Kamala should be immortal and that she should never that you should never try and kill her or threaten to do anything like that shit. Marvel, her progenitor, the best Marvel story ever is the one where he dies. Yeah, it's it's all but about I, how you handle it. That that's why absolutely. like like going just going back to Alfred, his death wasn't very good. No, because it happened out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, yeah, and and like the circumstances surrounding it were just were just dumb. awful. Were just dumb. Yeah, which is even more hilarious because Tom King is like, I didn't think they'd a let me kill him, and b I didn't think they'd leave him dead. So even Tom King was amazed by editorials prechant to be like, no, we'll just leave him dead though. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the few times where it's like, actually, I'm I'm on Tom King's side on this one, actually. <laughs> of all the things wrong with that Batman run, I'm like, no, you should have actually listened to Tom King on that one. <laughs> but yeah, like, if you were going to kill Miss Marvel, if you felt like that's what you really needed to do, then you should have done it in her own book. Or at least have given her her own build-up miniseries connected to the Spider-Man book mm. to just do it out of the fucking blue yeah you've got to have that precedent with them like you know uh building a relationship with one another you know teaming up fighting you know getting getting to be friends and everything and then you Mm -hmm. kill them off yeah i have to wonder too was the plan always to do it for miss marvel or did they think hey maybe we should kill miles Hmm. i don't think i don't think i don't think miles was ever on the table no not too popular and yeah you got a video game, you got like a big popular movie that got like actual Academy Awards and everything. Like people mm-hmm. liked the Miss Marvel show. I like the Miss Marvel show. I'm probably going to enjoy the Marvel's movie when it comes out, but I guess they did see her as a little bit more sacrificial, which again, hey, yeah, we'll sacrifice the brown woman. We see her as, you know, a much better sacrificial lamb than anyone else we could have done. And again, you could have killed anyone. You could have killed Aunt May again. You could have killed Jonah, which might actually have been, you know, a little hit a little harder because he actually knows who Spider-Man is now. And by killing him, 
you know, he loses a connection to someone who actually shared in his secret identity. Hell, you could kill Robbie because everything's going mm. good with him. And he's or Ra- you could kill Randy because everything's going really good in his life. And he's about to get married again. Or you could kill uh, Robbie, too, because, yo, his son's just about to get married. And he broke yeah. bread, you know, with his most hated it's exactly foe, tombstone and everything. And, and oh, now he loses it. And all those characters had like a build up through like the Spencer run and into this, you know, beyond error and everything. So there was there would have been a precedent for it. Yeah, absolutely. And again, this just speaks to another really disconcerting thing about this Spider-Man run. Robbing women of their agency mm, is another mm. thing. Mary Jane has no real agency in her story. Yeah. She has no internal monologue. She just kind of goes from place to place, just doing stuff and saying things very robotically to further the story, which again isn't entirely Zeb Wells' fault because no one has actually known what the hell Mary Jane's character has been for a decades and she's had no wants or drives or desires or anything. But still, to do it to Miss Marvel, a character who had wants and dreams and desires and higher aspirations is so fucked up. <laughs> it is, it is, it is. I hope Paul becomes the new Miss Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> do you see Paul that? Have Marvel. you seen that uh, that shit post on Twitter? It's great. It, it it's, it's making fun of one of those fucking influencers that said something about peacemaker becoming the new rick flag or something and he's like what yeah. what, what if what if what if paul picks up miss marvel's mask and 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 don, and don's her her persona it's like would that be so paul cool marvel <laughs> paul, paul marvel which sounds a lot like paul mall of the cleaner i love the hate for paul just because it's it's He's just like a, ca- a character in the book. He, he's and pe- nothing. Yeah, and people are like acting like he's the like, act- he's the, like worst he's the thing fucking ever. devil. Yeah, him and his kids. It's so fucking and, great. And again, when you do that, people, you're playing into Marvel's lazy writing because they yeah. know they didn't have to actually give you a reason to hate Paul. Him just existing yeah. was enough for you to hate him. So he can be bland and empty. Someone pointed this out to me the other day. We don't know his fucking last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we know Paul. nothing about him yet. <laughs> we know not a damn thing about him. And fans are, again, doing all the marketing work for the company by, you know, turning him into this meme-level evildoer where he's literally done nothing but just, like, be supportive to marry Be a Jane. good father and everything. Yeah, be, yeah. like, an actual, like, person. Meanwhile, Peter is, like, acting like a fucking incel. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, one guy acting like an adult and taking care of two kids who needed it, and uh, what is it, where, yeah, we're freaking... Uh... <laughs> kind of says something about the Spider-Man fans. <laughs> yeah, I don't like this matured man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't like this man I know nothing about. I am going to use this guy as a blank cipher to fill in all the things I hate, which admittedly they kind of do that to Peter too in the opposite direction. So maybe in that regard, he's actually geniusly written. Fuck, the, I don't the know. The antithesis of Peter. Oh my God. They should win an Eisner for this. <laughs> yeah, he's he's the anti-Peter. Uh, actually, they uh, they had the Eisner Awards. Chip Zdarsky's up yeah, for yeah. a bunch. James Tynan's up for a bunch. Noah, no Zeb Wells on any of that. How about that? Oh, it's a shame he's writing the best book in comics right now. <laughs> it's getting everyone talking. <laughs> I mean, if you, if you were to judge it solely by, like, uh, emotional outbursts, <laughs> he's getting them right. He's getting them emotional outbursts going. <laughs> But yeah, this uh, this Marvel news is bullshit. It's it's gross. It's genuinely feel bad. This is this is a new low. Like this is one it more is. day for this is one more day for a new generation. 
but it might actually be worse. So in that regard, they managed to one-up the original one it, more day. It's so interesting to see them, like, continue to make the same mistakes, like, that during Over one... Because I remember when One More Day came out and just mm -hmm. how, how mad it made everyone. And, yeah, it's just so interesting to see them make the same mistake again. And then act again, shocked I, as well. I think this fully confirms to us that inside Marvel, the people actually making the decisions, we didn't see one more day as a mistake, we didn't think it was wrong, and we're going to keep doing it over and over again every 16 years. Mm -hmm. We're going to keep doing it. We'll wait another 16 years and we'll do it again. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ugh. Ugh. <laughs> just, just everything about this. It's just like, never has anything wanted to make me a ranty YouTube man more than this. Did I want to be like, what the fuck were you actually <laughs> thinking? Uh, and, and I just love every minute. I'm just over here reading my, my amazing Superman comics that are, that are just amazing. Amazing them, amazing Captain both America comics and Iron Man comics. They're all great. Both are, both are great. <laughs> You're not wrong. Both are great. In fact, we'll be talking about the big new two team debuts that happened this week when we actually talk about comics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but before that, we got to move on and talk about other news. Uh, we got some big marvel streaming news dropping this week uh we now know when two new shows are going to be coming back loki season two will actually be dropping in october so mm -hmm. sooner than you think mm -hmm. again no no words yet on about the fate of jonathan majors in this <laughs> if they're going to be digitally removing him if they're going to give him the whole tig narania treatment in fact i think they should i think tig should be the new kang the conqueror and every time an actor fucks up so bad they need to like superimpose over them it needs to be tig narania now for everything yeah just really shitty green screen like a plug-in effect where they they have like a plug-in tig Dataro. It's, it's great yeah 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 yeah. It's just the head, you know, it's just the head upward. The hands are all still Jonathan Majors. The hands, what did the criming? <laughs> you gotta watch out for the hands. The hands are gonna get you, you see. <laughs> but the other big news, perhaps the even bigger piece of news here, is that the Echo series is going to be airing November 29th, but they're actually gonna be dropping all the episodes at once, which is the first time they've ever done this for a Marvel show. Yeah, I wonder if this is... So this could be viewed two ways. This could be them mm -hmm. like testing out to see if this is like a viable, uh, you know, the Netflix model. model where they just dump all the episodes at once. Or yeah. this could be them saying, yeah, we don't really know about this show. We'll just get it all out of the way in one week yeah. and no one will talk about it. <laughs> We don't have a lot of faith. Now, I heard an interesting third theory on this, and that is that this is a delayed reaction to the ousting of Bob Chapek and the whole thing where when he was running it, it's like, oh, you know, these uh, we're making one big, long movie, but we're going to cut it up into six parts and make people come back, you know, mm -hmm. uh, every week to see what happens. And this is them rebelling against that and being like, no, fuck it. We j this is just one movie in six parts. We're just going to put it all up at once because it makes more sense viewed together in a single sitting. You think this was one of the series he like made them like chop up? Given what I know about the man, given what we now know about his ousting, yeah, maybe the dude thought a certain way about the female, native, uh, mm. disabled superheroine. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, maybe he felt a certain way and maybe he kind of crapped on this one. Honestly, I'm super stoked for Echo because I already know basically every great First Nation actor that you know from like Reservation Dogs and everything else is going to be in this. In it, yeah. 
So I'm super stoked for that. So if you're a fan of like First Nations actors like I am, they, you're going to be eating well with this series. And also, it, we basically know that Daredevil's going to be back in this too, because of yeah. course he is, because Daredevil is a huge part of the Echo stories. Yeah, da- Daredevil, Kingpin, you know, all, all these characters, they're going to be back. The tracksuit mafia, you know, my aspirational yep. figures. <laughs> the tracksuit Draculas, they're going to be there again. All your favorites. Yeah, yeah. Uh uh, someone in the chat was saying there isn't Disney uh, plus purging content. Yeah, but most of it's stuff that you've never seen or never heard of. They're not purging anything popular. There was definitely stuff in there. I'm like, that was on Disney plus. Really? I know. Same. Yeah. And also, if you live in another nation like me or Matt, then you're actually some of the stuff they're getting rid of on like Hulu. You already had anyway. Yeah. Like like Little Demon, they're getting rid of on the Hulu side of things. But if you live in Canada, Australia, you had it anyway. Mm hmm. And this is also to make room ahead of their big fusion of Hulu and Disney Plus into one entity. Mm-hmm. Which, again, in Canada, most of the stuff that I wanted to see on Hulu, I actually have on my Disney Plus anyway. Yeah, it's on Disney Plus or like on a different streaming service. Yeah, like The Bear or Pam and Tommy or Little Demon or Reservation Dogs, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have all on mine. I don't think they air day and date. I think they air a little after. Uh, but uh, but you get them, and I like having them all in one place. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's cool. So there's your Disney update, everyone. We got some new shows coming, and uh, yeah, you're going to actually be able to watch one all together. And speaking of Echo, as I was, Matt Murdock and Maya will actually be reuniting for a brand new comic miniseries, Daredevil and Echo, number one by Taboo and B. Earl. Ooh, uh, I, I, coming... I wonder why this is being released. <laughs> How about that, right? <laughs> that we're trying to get these two back together. These two who have admittedly not hung out much in the comics recently. Oh, I imagine they're going to be like a new pairing. <laughs> Probably because, you know, obviously uh, Echo was busy because, I mean, she was a fucking Avenger there for a while. She, she had the Phoenix Force, yeah. Yeah, she had a lot going on. And this looks to be kind of, you know, bringing her back down to street level and everything to hang out with Daredevil. And yeah, I'm sure they're going to have a lot of stuff to say. Oh, you were the Phoenix Force? Yeah, I was like a cult leader for a bit. <laughs> Yeah, we had a lot of stuff going on. It's going to be four issues. It's going to be connected to this. Also, Taboo is writing this. Is this the same Taboo from Black Eyed Peas, or is this a completely I, different creator named Taboo? I I think it is. I think they've written comics before. Really? I'm I'm oh. fairly certain they have. Uh, yeah, you might be right. How about that? Mm-hmm. Well, good, good, good on them and their long hair. They were also Vega in that terrible Chung Lee Street Fighter movie. Oh, really? Yes. Jeez. Which apparently they really wanted that because they're a big fan of Vega and Street Fighter. So Taboo is really living the dream, getting to write Daredevil, getting to write uh, <laughs> or getting to be goddamn Vega. I wish I had that kind of pull just by being a person, being a black eyed pea. <laughs> Actually, is uh is Taboo native? Is that why uh they got him involved in that? Because you know they I... wanted like a native voice on it. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I I if uh, I'm remembering what he looks like, I'm not gonna look him up, but I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah, uh, his his real name is uh, uh Jaime or maybe Jamie Luis Gomez. Uh, goes by Taboo with two O's or Taboo with one. Uh, born in Los Angeles, California. 
Uh, he's from Mexico originally, is where his family's from. This is a black eyed piece. I'm reading his whole Wikipedia right now. Writing. Okay, here we go. Uh, collaborated with Benjamin uh, Jackanoff and Scott Eaton for the third co- uh, Marvel volume of Werewolf by Night. So, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah. He's That's written. the one he did. Written by Werewolf Friday. Taboo identifies as Native American and Mexican because, yeah, in that part of the world, that is, uh, they're, they're a lot closer. Uh, authored children's books, a kid's book about identity. Uh, in 2020, it was announced that Taboo and B. Earl would write a miniseries, Deadly Neighborhood Spider-Man. Really? He was writing Deadly Neighborhood Spider-Man? Oh, too? wow. Really? really? Cool. Which sees Spider-Man going to Los Angeles and facing off against the Demon Bear from the Demon Bear storyline <laughs> of the famous X-Men. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, apparently Taboo actually got a, like, much better writing credit than I thought. <laughs> good, good on you, Taboo. <laughs> Good on you getting out of Fergie's shadow, the shadow of her ass or her humps, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't see Fergie or Will I Am writing comics. Eh? No, Will I Am is just releasing like shitty watches that like show your like chakra or something. Oh, is, is that what he's doing now? Is he no, that's something he age? did. That's something he did a while back, and then he did like I think he re- he tried to like market like some type of mask. Like, like, oh. uh, like, you know, during COVID, yeah, everyone's making masks, but it had like a, uh, like a course. $600 price tag or something on it. And everyone's uh. like, tell, everyone's like, fuck off. <laughs> what a, and what about the other guy at Apple D app who sounded like a goddamn one piece character? <laughs> is, is, is he, is he, oh, apparently he's a pirate now. He's gotten a crew together and he's looking, uh, yeah, he's looking for a Goldie Rogers treasure. Yeah, looking Apple for the D one app. piece. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's why you haven't heard about him in a bit. That's why he hasn't been making music, because he's been on the high seas, you know, <laughs> Ch- chasing his dream and his romance. <laughs> good good, good for him. We wish him the best in this endeavor. <laughs> uh, but that's not the only Daredevil news either, because this week they finally announced who is going to be taking the book, who's going to be taking the reins of Daredevil after Chip Zdarsky. And I think this uh, also confirms that Daredevil won't be dying at the end of the Zdarsky series, or if he does, he'll be dying and then quickly... Uh, resurrected <laughs> but yeah the writer on this one is going to be solid in amid who has carved out a really nice career for himself for being that writer for whenever i say geez no i wouldn't want to you know follow up that book i wouldn't want to have to follow that after that writer solid in amid is the guy who's made a career of being i will be that guy because <laughs> he did it for miss marvel after g willow wilson left he was the first guy to write miss marvel yeah. he was the first guy to write miles morales spider-man after bendis left and now he's going to be the first guy to write Daredevil after Chip Zdarsky leaves. <laughs> Which again, Amid's a great writer. He's written a lot of stuff that you and I really enjoy. But man, what a what a niche for yourself of just you know, is he a masochist on some level? Where it's like, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll you know I'll follow that. He'll uh, he's gonna start writing Batman next after Zdarsky leaves Batman yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> or Superman or something. Sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> he can do it and again you know he, he he tried really hard on those books but i struggle to remember stuff he actually did which maybe in comics you need that you need someone to be like oh we just need someone to do the next run even if it's not like ultra memorable you know someone just needs to do it to keep it alive in the zeitgeist and everything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. actually no wait i do remember in miss marvel he actually created like an evil cthulhu uh friggin silicon valley villain for Miss Marvel to fight. That was his thing. He's like, well, this character doesn't have any recurring villains, so we need to create recurring villains. Yeah, he also did an amazing Black Bolt series. 
Amazing Black Bolt. Uh, what is it? Brought uh, what, what's the multiversal Marvel team? He wrote that for a hot second. Uh, Exiles. Exiles. He did Exiles for a bit there. So, you know, he's a he's a workman like dude, you know, and I'll definitely be interested to see what he does for Daredevil, especially because if people aren't expecting much from you, then that means you can basically do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I hope I uh, hope he does some weird shit. Yeah. In fact, I think he implied just that where it's like, look, we're taking it in some weird directions this time because we kind of got to. Yeah, we got to. Oh, as the chat reminds me, yeah, one thing Saul Dinamid did do was he was the guy who wrote the story that made Kamala's parents forget she was a hero right before the TV show came out. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't like that at all. Yeah, that, that was a bad one. I, I didn't like that one. <laughs> That, that 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 was something I forgot actually happened, but it did. <laughs> that sounds like an editorial story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's like, look, man, we're doing this for the show, so you got you got to do this now. Yeah, yeah. And, and in fairness, he tried really hard. He took them to space, and he gave her a new costume, and it was like a whole thing. Like he put the work in. He did. He did. He put the work in, even if it was like a very unpopular uh, story twist. Uh, speaking of new books coming from Marvel, and we were, Al Ewing from the maker of Immortal Hulk comes Immortal Thor, the follow-up to the Donny Cates era. We now yeah. officially know what it's like. Yeah. Speaking of writers uh, having to follow after, like, amazing stories. You know? <laughs> of course, then again, Ewing kind of has his own amazing stories. Yeah, and they've yeah. always kind of been playing back and forth because when Ewing was done Hulk, Cates took over that, and now Cates has done Thor, and Ewing is coming in, so apparently they're just trading their papers back and forth. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure when, I'm pretty sure it was the opposite when, no, 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 it was, Donnie did his Guardians run, and then I think yes. Ewing stepped in after yes, that. Yes, he did. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, these two have been playing off each other. And also Thor is returning to a more classical outfit for this, which mm-hmm. is funny because we don't see that recognized in Avengers yet, but that's not to say he won't start dressing like that again. Yes. But yeah, I like this idea of mortal Thor because yeah, arguably he is immortal, much like the Hulk was. He is a god. He can't die. And even when he does die, it's more of just like a Ragnarok setup and he'll eventually remember himself again mm-hmm. and everything. Yes, yes. Is is, is this also going to be a weird body horror thing, too, though? <laughs> we can hope. <laughs> we can only hope that Thor will also have, like, a million eyes on the inside. Yeah, the hammer will start, like, living in his arm or something. Oh, It'll be some shit. really creepy shit, yeah. Yeah, the and in the he, end, he'll fight uh, the judo <laughs> the judo Christian Satan. <laughs> well, he is fighting uh, Elder Gods. Or something yeah, very sure similar enough. to that. So, yeah, I imagine there'll be some sort of cosmic body horror showing up somewhere. Works for me. I, I gotta finish that Kate's run. I was really enjoying it, and then Banner of War totally threw me off, and I couldn't keep up with it anymore. Mm, it's really good. Yeah, it is good. I was really liking it. I liked this whole Mad King Thor thing, who, you know, is getting crushed under the weight of this dark future that he sees coming. Mm, mm. And unlike so many other dark futures, we know this one comes to pass because Donny Cates has written this same dark future in like a dozen other things. Yeah, he's been building up to it for quite a while. Yeah, so it's all it's all interconnected. Yeah. So that's a good one. Definitely uh, excited for that. Uh, we also got some new stuff coming here from the movie side of things. Captain America, New World Order, or Captain America 4. I noticed people use both names interchangeably. Mm-hmm. 
uh, has cast WWE wrestler Seth Rollins as a mystery villain. We don't know who, though many people have already jumped to the conclusion that it must be the Serpent Society because Serpent Society was the joke title of Winter Soldier before they actually did it. I'm fairly certain it is the Serpent Society and he's playing either Constrictor or Cobra? Right. I think... Again, Sir... Serpent Society, they got a cool name, they got a cool look, but they're not exactly the most interesting characters. No, yeah, they're, they're the villain uh, you start the movie with that the, the, the hero deals yeah, with yeah, in yeah. 10 minutes or something. Yeah, they're very Batrock the Leaper level, which, hey, Chuck Liddell, get, keep getting a paycheck, keeps coming back because Batrock, and he's actually pretty good. <laughs> which, again, I think Seth Rollins will be pretty goddamn good in this role, too, because if you've ever seen him on TV, he plays a really excellent, shit-eating, sniveling yes. villain. Yes, he's good at that. Yes, and he wears outrageous outfits that are not unlike supervillain costumes, so he's pretty close. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, he just, like, turned up in, like, you know he's street clothes when and they're like yeah that that's it that's it oh so you've already been to wardrobe no i showed up like this oh <laughs> well i guess you saved us some money then <laughs> i saw some set photos of the new captain america co costume as well it looks pretty cool oh yeah it uh I, looks I, like I it's a combination of uh falcon costume plus steve's uh end game costume plus steve's oh. uh stealth suit right yeah because we only had the one suit near the end of uh captain america's show and it was basically like yep that's that's what he wears in the that's... costume or that's what he wears in the comics yeah this one this one's now uh, a lot darker blue and it's got the the red and it's, it kind of looks like just like a steve costume but on sam interesting yeah i I, I was going to say, I wonder why they felt they needed to change it, because I thought they hit it out of the park with the first one. Then I'm like, ah, toys. Yeah, toys, toys. And this one looks like it might be a bit... Because I know in that in that other one, they had to do a lot of CG for the mask, because it was like mm, that, that yeah. weird helmet that like cut, didn't have like a top and like came around the back, and it would always, like, when he turned his neck, it would like like gap in the side, and they'd have to CGI it closed. And yes, here, uh... here they don't. Here he's back to like the goggles. Yeah, that, that, that was like, hey, COVID just hit. We're not totally sure what we're doing with a lot of these. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, the red is a lot more pronounced. Yeah. Which makes sense because, you know, as Falcon, his suit was all red in the books. Mm -hmm. So that kind of works. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I'm excited for New World Order. I hope I hope that one does good, and I hope it uh, ushers in a brand new trilogy for Captain America. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It'll also be interesting, too, because this is, you know, yet again, a movie in this phase that takes off right from a TV show. So it's like, OK, well, how many people watched all the show, though? Yeah, you have to imagine they'll do a bit of recap. You would think they would have to have a recap for Cap. <laughs> That's what they should call it. <laughs> They should have it like an old World War II serial. And hey, for those of you who forget, uh, uh, Sam Wilson and the Winter Soldier fought together against the Flag Smashers. I wonder if any of the films uh, before this one comes out, they'll do any like build up to it. Yeah. To I like remind too. people. They really should. Because mm. yeah, he should definitely cameo in something. Yeah. As Captain America. No doubt. No doubt about it. you got to go on that Disney cruise ship to see him as ah. Sam Wilson's Captain America. Yeah. Man, I was watching a tour on that where you get to, like, have dinner and you get, like, an Ant-Man show and that's, like, yeah. where Ultron returns. Ultron returns on the fucking cruise. On the and I'm cruise like, ship, yeah. 
And I'm like, I, I want to go to there. I haven't had a vacation <laughs> in like three years. Hey, anyone, if you work for a cruise line out there or have anyone who wants to give Cape Joel a deal, I really need a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you go to that? that 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 star wars uh prison uh concrete prison galactic cruise which is closing down in september in september because it was such a fucking awful idea because who wants to spend 5k a night staying in like what is essentially a cia black site (laughs) i mean it was a good idea it was just poor execution don't get me wrong i love the idea of a star wars it's it's a no-brainer but but the way they 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 did it is just why how did they think that that was a good idea like i get it they're like we want to keep the magic alive we want total immersion we want to black bag you when you come from the airport and put you on the spaceship that's a bus and take you to the place that you know has no windows and then take you to the park later the day to keep you know the magic alive but it's also like yeah but i'm an adult though well i I don't understand why it had to be on a cruise liner why couldn't they just say ah you, you do you like the whole thing where you get into the thing it's like oh we're on a ship and flying and then the, the hotel opens and it's like oh you're on a hotel in Endor. on or something yeah. yeah yeah and it's just like a beachside hotel or something the, the big takeaway too is just like it wasn't a very comfortable hotel no, is it what didn't it was look very like, comfortable yeah the rooms were small and again i'm six one you know, almost, you know, 300 pounds on a bad day. I would not have enjoyed myself on that. Also, like, everyone's in character, too. Mm. So it would be like, well, what if I want Starbucks? What if I want to, like, Uber eat something here to a galaxy (laughs) far, far away? Is is, is that immersion breaking? Am I doing it? Is it bad if I do that? (laughs) At least, though, we'll always have the commercial for Star Wars Galaxy, which is the funniest goddamn thing ever. (laughs) Yeah. When, like, when, like, a family of three narcissists on Chewbacca to the First Order and it's like he's over there and then Chewbacca gets taken away. Yeah, taken away to probably be executed and then turned into like a carpet or something. Yeah, to to be publicly executed as a member of the Rebel Alliance. Yeah. A a senior member of the Rebel Alliance, you know. (laughs) Man, those people suck, that family who dropped a dime on Chewbacca. That wouldn't be me, man. That could never be me. I, I hold it down for the homies, man. You could never make me talk and give up Chewbacca. I love that guy too much. I, I, I would be that guy if they were taking Chewbacca away. I'd tackle one of the First Order guys. I got him, Chewie. <laughs> In fact, maybe that's the real reason they had to close that place down is too many nerds like me who didn't know fantasy from reality kept cold cocking the Imperials. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> You, you get one guy there who's like, the Separatists will rise again. Dooku had the right idea. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not that guy. Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the last registered Separatist. Ha 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 Uh, that guy. Like, again, I'm kind of bummed I'll never get to see it. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, I get why it failed. Also, like, maybe you should save some of the stuff from that and use it to, like, build, like, a good Star Wars hotel that's just, like, a Ooh, regular yeah. hotel. Well, yeah, maybe they'll do that. Maybe, maybe they've realized, like, oh, yeah, okay, so we'll just do, like, a hotel that's just Star Wars theme. We'll roll back a little bit on the immersion so it's not, yeah. you know, right in your face. You're allowed a bit more freedom. Because I think that was the they... thing. There was, like, a set sh- 
schedule where it's like yeah. be here so you can see yeah, that's not fun. see ray and kylo ren fight on a gang tree above you for like two minutes and you know <laughs> be here to knock on chewbacca and everything <laughs> yeah. knock on chewbacca before the... be here to do some death sticks in the back yeah 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 <laughs> Which again, it's like Disney, you have other really good themed hotels. You have mm. like your freaking jungle lodge and you've got one that looks like yeah. New Orleans and you've got one that looks like an old beach hotel and you've got other ones that's like, you know, all-star sports and, you know, all-star animation and everything. You could just keep doing that, but just make everything Star Wars themed. Exactly, exactly. Like that's not hard at all. And again, every sense. so often, yeah, and every so often have Chewbacca walk through the lobby. That's all we want. <laughs> Yeah, you you can get like a wake up call from like Darth Vader or something. Oh, that would be great. Get some uh, bellboys to dress up like Ewoks, or no, have them dress up like C three POs and have them move my bags upstairs. Yes, yeah, there you go. And and then I'd be like, I don't have to tip you. You're a droid. See, we didn't have to become like fucking Imagineers or whatever the fuck they're called. Yeah, we just right. Fucking spitball and shit on a fucking podcast on a Saturday night. <laughs> Yeah, you, you went too big is the problem, Disney. Like, I get it. You were excited to have the Star Wars license. You wanted to make it really immersive. But you went too big. You didn't yeah. need to make it that big. Like, again, still, like, have a Starbucks in the lobby. Just don't call it Starbucks. Call it, you know, Jabba's uh, Coffee Hut. Jabba's Java, yeah. Ah, oh, there you go. Ubanolo solo vente cappuccino. <laughs> and he gets served so, by fucking salacious crumb and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Every drink he gives you, he laughs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you find something funny? No, this is just how my species talks. <laughs> I'm I'm also surprised it didn't like incorporate because uh, they had um uh galaxy's edge or the black spire outpost yes. like how is that not like part of the thing where you can be like okay here's your hotel and if you go out through the lobby here you can go out into black spire into the city sort of well, thing well that's the way they did it they called them away missions again you oh, get yeah, black that's right. bagged you, yeah you get into the fucking truck that's made up like an x-wing or something yeah yeah <laughs> man i, I want to interview the guy who was driving the space bus what was that like for you driving around these star wars fans with way too much money oh oh we're going into an asteroid field that now you're just going to burger king people that's like, like it, it's that Sim it's that simpsons gag where they're like <laughs> yes, where they're is. like pushing it with like a stick just with to make it rock yeah. Uh, geez, Enrique, you're hitting it too hard. No hablo inglés, senor. Okay. <laughs> uh, the, as a lot of people have said, the Defunct Land episode is going to be amazing on this. I bet it is. In, a, Man, in like two years. <laughs> Defunct Land does such good work on something so niche. Like the mm -hmm. dude puts on like a whole History Channel style documentary. Yeah, it's great. For shit you wouldn't even think of. He did one on the goddamn Wiggles Dark Ride yeah. that I'd like never heard of. And he goes yeah. to like the history of the Australian entertainment yeah. industry and that, everything. That, that dark ride is like 30 minutes away from where I live. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I'm just saying, everyone, you might not be able to go to Galaxy's Edge, but you can go to Joel and Matt's kick-ass comic Multiverse Edge, which is just, <laughs> it's just that, but we've sanded off, what is it, all the edges there so Disney won't be able to sue us. <laughs> It's Big Chew, not Baka, just Big Chew. And here's some bots. They're not droids. They don't say They're Roger, bots. Roger. They say, yeah. They don't say Roger, Roger. They say Reyes, Reyes. <laughs> See? It's close. It's fine. Give us money now. Give us $5,000. Yeah, $5,000 a night. Yeah. 
Again, here, you want to stay in a closet and pay five grand? You can stay in my closet. Look, I put a bunch of baby Yodas on the wall. There you go. Give me money. (laughs) And it was the best vacation ever. (laughs) Get a get a bunch of Kylo Ren pinatas and give kids the lightsabers. Yeah, have at them. Yeah, have at it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Big League Chewbacca. How have they never done that? How has Big League Chew never teamed up with Star Wars? <laughs> so many products that they should make but haven't. <laughs> uh, we could really do this all fucking night. This could be a whole other we show. We could, yeah, yeah. Uh, but our final piece of news, everyone, believe it or not, is uh, Frank Miller shocking the world with his brand new covers. Have you seen these, Matt? His uh, berserker covers. It, it's one of those things you just, they're, they're so, so fucking awful, but you just can't look away. It's true, which maybe that's what he was going for. And I love this. This incensed a whole new generation of comic fans where they're like, how the hell does this guy keep getting work when his art is so bad? I'm like, well, because he's Frank Miller and he's been trading on the same like five stories for like three decades now. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, this this should end his career right here. These pictures so bad. I'm like, no, holy terror should have ended his (laughs) career. What what he said during like from like 2001 to 2013 should have ended his career. Yeah, if that didn't end his career, doing some bad drawings won't. And then a lot of people were like, well, look how good this Wolverine cover was versus this one that he did. Now I'm like, yeah, he's fucking old now and out of his goddamn mind. Of course his art is bad. What do you expect? Yeah, it's, it's, it, I, I did see like there, there was that, that one thing he did in Daredevil where he like, it was like a big long shot of like Matt coming in and like walking downstairs yeah. and like, oh, that's so fucking cool. And you compare it to like, that that wolverine or that thing cover he did and it's like jesus yep. christ <laughs> jesus it's, it's also like he used to be a writer artist now he's just a writer and barely even a writer anymore yeah, yeah. of course it's bad he does he doesn't regularly do it because no one pays him to draw anymore no no again he's crazy uncle frank he haunts any convention that you go to he looks much like freddy krueger with the yep. hat and yep. the melted face yep yep and, the, you know, he haunts your nightmares wherever you go, and he trades on the success of the same, like, five or six stories that, again, admittedly, are still really damn influential, and he hasn't, like, done anything worthwhile in years. No, no, I can't think of the last thing he, he did that was, like, like, oh my god, this is amazing. Yeah. I think, what was the last one I read? It was the Superman one, where, like, he Year remembers that, yeah, where he remembers that Superman had a mermaid girlfriend. That was fine. People just yeah. blew it out of proportion. It was fine. It wasn't it was groundbreaking or anything, but yeah, it was it was a black label book. Yeah, it's fine. Again, it's, at least it was a black label book that wasn't Batman. I'm sure they no, wanted yeah. him to do a Batman. Would you do a Batman? Uh, Batman please? Batman was in it. Batman was he or he did um That's right, he was. Was was the fucking he did like a a follow-up to Dark Knight Returns or something. That's I can't right. remember it was whether a that was a single issue. Black, I can't remember whether that was black label or not. It might have been before black label. I I think it was, but I think it was only, like, one issue, and I think it was, like, really... Like, he filled it with, like, really modern references. Yeah, it was really fucking weird. Oh, and I guess he did Dark Knight 3 The Master Race, too, didn't he? Oh, fuck. Which I have yes. already completely... The Master Race, yes. my mind. <laughs> like, like, I remember the second Dark Knight, Dark Knight Strikes Again, because it's so bad. I do not mm. remember Dark Knight's Master Race at all, even though that one came out afterwards. Yeah, and they fucking pushed that hard as well. They did. Something about evil Kryptonians. All I remember is Flash tripped and totally ate shit. Yeah, yeah. That was a thing that happened in that book. Mm -hmm. 
Also, again, where, you know, because we try so hard to parse, you know, crazy Uncle Frank's politics and how he's feeling like he saves a black kid from getting shot by the police because it's Batman. And then like Frank Miller being like, no, I was always anti-cop, just so you know. <laughs> no, like literally, I, I kind of always was anti-cop. I always did treat them as being really corrupt, unless they're Jim Gordon, in which case he was always good. <laughs> I've always tried to have my cake and eat it too in that one because you know I, I grew up in ultra corrupt New York in the 80s and everything and I have many thoughts about stuff <laughs> and, and sometimes my thoughts come full circle sometimes they don't yeah. <laughs> but yeah so there's your Frank Miller covers everyone again people losing their minds over all the wrong stuff is yeah. my big takeaway from it it's, it's great seeing like, uh, like Twitter find like things that we've known about for like years like 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 yeah. a couple of couple of years years ago or no not even a couple of years but probably a couple of months ago they, they were going off about um john byrne and mm. and like like obviously it's like oh someone's just read like man of steel and like oh they've looked the into first him. Time. they've looked into him they found that 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 issue uh, those two issues of action comics he did where superman made a porno quote unquote oh he, he yes, actually yes, didn't yes. but yeah yeah and, and then they're like oh let's look into this guy oh this guy that like writes superman like like full-on like american like you know america is good is like kind of like a dickhead oh wow yeah wow shocking, okay yeah, yeah shocking yeah i'm like yeah we've known about that for years where were you yeah <laughs> yeah exactly again this is this is why we're you know the old men of the friggin' <laughs> comic industry and everything where it's like yeah everyone where the where the hell were you guys when this i i think we said it in another episode where it's like something that i wish more people would learn is like hey stuff happened before you were born everyone yeah. stuff happened before you were paying attention and stuff will continue to happen long after you're no longer here yeah the, the the world just didn't start the day you were born <laughs> yeah how about that <laughs> but yeah so that's the news for this week everyone some good some bad some what the fuck were you thinking <laughs> and i guess with that we can uh, ta- uh hop into comics this week and there were some big goings on this week matt we had not one but two big brand new team debuts with both uh titans number one and avengers number one what are what are the odds of that that we would have both big premier team books drop in the same week not only that but they were essentially the same comic they were very similar, weren't they? <laughs> right down to we need to stop a giant monster from yeah. destroying a power plant. Yeah. Here is like like four or five pages dedicated to like recruiting each member. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny how that happens, you know, Marvel and DC, you know, usually like to think, oh, well, we're so different and, you know, our, our workplaces are different and our entire philosophy is different, really, because you guys end up writing the same stories a lot of the time. This fucking happened as well, uh, between, uh, when, last, time. last time with Scott Snyder's Justice League and then, uh, uh Jason Arrow's Avengers starting Avengers. on the same day. Yeah. They were both fighting big space celestials that yeah. were coming down and causing shit. Yeah. Isn't it funny how that keeps happening? And it's happening now because I, the Titans are effectively the Justice League now. Yep. And I mean, I guess in a certain way, there's only so many different ways <laughs> and different tracks you can take when it start, comes to starting one of these new team books. It's just funny that they're so similar. They're so similar, yeah. Uh, I guess we'll start with Titans first off here. Uh, obviously, the this one had the extra added caveat of like, ooh, before the Titans even take a step in their brand new base of operations, they have to solve a murder most foul of one of their own. Yeah, Wally West sometime in the near future gets shot 
and uh mm. without breaking a beat he decides right i'm going to use the cosmic treadmill to run back in time to warn the team yep. about what's going to happen but i'll tell them to solve my murder solve my murder which is a pretty big way to start your new run solve the murder of one of your own teammates who was mysteriously shot in the back by some unseen assailant which is obviously pretty huge because flash is faster than bullets and can phase shift and everything so if someone was able to a sneak up on him and b shoot him period they must be a pretty big deal pretty big deal and i i i'll get to i think this is related to something else i read this week um oh. some in the grand scheme of dawn of dc but um yeah he, he gets shot and get, goes back in time and then the rest of the issue is nightwing and donna troy uh recruiting the rest of the team yep uh the chat is also saying it makes no sense why would they kill wally weskin well because he's not dead because he yeah. has a book that also came out this week if you couldn't tell yeah he's not he's not actually dead <laughs> they've not it's killed a time, him <laughs> it's, it's a time travel murder mystery and also a big way to kind of plant your foot in this first issue to be like mm -hmm. oh nobody's safe only they're kind of not yeah yeah <laughs> But yeah, so Donna and Dick try and recruit Tempest because it's like, hey, we don't have an Aqua person on this team yet. We need to fill our quota. Yeah, and he's like, well, you're not going to have an Aqua man on this team because fuck you guys. I'm going to like look after my, you know, 90% of the world, you know. <laughs> yeah, I already do more than you guys do on the surface. Yeah. And also you're not doing enough to stop the slow death and destruction of the ocean yep. due to pollution and everything else and i'm like oh yeah i forgot tom taylor actually really loves the ocean and actually cares mm -hmm. a lot about aquatic causes and also he touched on it a lot in uh the john kent book and now it's returned here also tempest says he's not joining because he has a new benefactor you know a mm. new uh person who's helping him out and i'm like oh wow sounds like you joined a cult my guy <laughs> And the, and the next issue is called Brother Blood, so I'm like, oh, did Tempest join the Brother Blood cult? <laughs> Look, it's a lot like Scientology. He gave me a reading, and now I'm getting a bunch of new acting roles. <laughs> you know, their uh, their president is really fun and owns a film studio. It's great. Yeah, yeah it's great. It's great. I, I'm meeting all these new people that are giving me new connections. <laughs> it's, it's great, yeah. I, I go to the steam room every so often. I get one of these fun bracelets. <laughs> So that's clearly where we're going with that, no doubt. And also, apparently, this whole ecological disaster thing might actually be part of a much bigger plot because Titano, the kryptonite super ape, is destroying a nuclear power plant. And if he got away with it, he would have uh, caused no end to ecological destruction. But luckily, the Titans were able to swoop on in and stop him. Yeah, Beast Boy turns into a kaiju and fights him. Which he can do. And also, he got over getting shot in the eye. Yeah, that was explained away in some book I never read. <laughs> Back, some backup somewhere. Also, yeah. he got over the physical parts of getting shot in the eye, though apparently he still yes. has the mental scars because he's having horrible, shape-changing nightmares now. Which he shouldn't actually be having because Power Girl sorted that out for him. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't he in therapy? Oops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't read the backups. <laughs> Who reads the backups? Apparently <laughs> not Tom King. Uh, Tom yeah. Taylor. <laughs> Tom Taylor. Also, uh, was I the only one who, like, totally didn't recognize Raven when she didn't have her hood on? Yeah, it looks weird, doesn't it? I'm like, who the fuck are you? And I'm like, oh shit, you're Raven, really? Because <laughs> every this is probably the most radically they've changed what she looks like under the hood. Because usually under the hood, I'm always thinking like, oh, she looks like the cartoon Raven. Then it's like, oh no, wait, they've given her like a new haircut and they've given her some, you know, curls and everything. I I just love one time for her to like take the hood off and she's like bald. 
It's like <laughs> Lex oh. Luthor bald. <laughs> oh shit! We well, we didn't know you were bald under there. Oh, I mean, I mean, there's nothing wrong. I mean, with it, right? it explains why the hood stays up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you have a nice head shape and everything, and you, and you do it well. It's just you know, I was I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> it's like that joke too, where it's like, oh, I, I had no idea you were a cyclops. <laughs> yep. Yep, definitely a cyclops under all this air. <laughs> but that's fun. I, I know they've been beating around the bush about a Beast Boy-Raven relationship for a long time now, and this is the book being like, not only are they together, but they're together publicly to the rest of the world. Yeah, which is nice. It is nice. And even, you know, Donna and Starfire are like, wow, you know, we never thought we'd see a day where Raven is out here uh, doing public displays of affection. We assume she would rather die first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Also, Peacemaker continues to be a fixture across the DC universe. He's a government stooge in the Doom Patrol book, and he's a government stooge here too. Yeah, yeah. I, again, this is this is going to go back to something else I read this week because mm. he appeared in that as well. But uh, yeah, yeah, he shows up and is, uh, the the president needs the team to work for the US. Yeah, and and, and it's interesting because Taylor not only says that obviously they're not going to work for just the US yeah. exclusively, they're going to work for it, but he makes it like known that like most of the team aren't technically US citizens. Americans, yes. Some yeah. of us are from other planets, other dimensions. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I kind of like that. I kind of like that they're not just saying, oh, we're from this country and this country. No, they're from other worlds, other dimensions mm -hmm. and stuff. It's quite cool. It is. It is nice. Again, even more so than the Justice League, who usually mm. fall in line. And also, I love this in classic, you know, uh, comic book uh, fashion there, where it's like, uh, oh, who, uh, who, who who do you work for? The president. Which president? American president. Does he have a name? <laughs> no. He is just the American president, whichever American one is president. now at the time. <laughs> I just love the idea of Biden being like, and Peacemaker, you go out there and you get these this Teen Titans malarkey under control and you get them <laughs> in line to work for me. Is what I really want. I'm going to go that back to playing Minecraft with Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he, he took a break from doing all those AI lists and everything else he's been doing <laughs> to tell Peacemaker to get him out. Maybe, maybe that's how Waller got him to do it. Waller just used the AI technology to be like, the president wants you to go recruit the Titans. Okay. <laughs> I just love the idea that uh, Peacemaker is just that dumb that he would fall for that. Yeah, he he absolutely would. <laughs> he would absolutely fall for that. But uh, yeah, apparently all these ecological attacks are uh, connected. And you said you had a theory on this and Peacemaker and how all it fits together. I did. I did. And that takes me into talking about the Dawn of DC Primer I read, which was like... I think it was a free comic book day issue, but yeah, it, I like, think it was, but like I got alerted to it only this week through Amazon. So I'm like, Oh, I'll buy that. And then like, I, I read it and yeah, it's all about, uh, Amanda Waller and, um, oh. how she's, uh, having, how she fucking hates like superheroes and how, how she <laughs> hates them all smiling and being happy and everything. And she was the one, true at the end of dark crisis. And, and she's the one who has to make all the hard choices and everything. And, mm. uh, we see her going into a meeting with just a who's who of absolute fucking nobodies. Like, the trigger twins codename <laughs> assassin fucking hellhound like all these fucking no-name people uh while she's doing this peacemaker peace wrecker which is the peacemaker hmm. girl um who, and who is totally hardcore until we know otherwise yeah. and uh gunsmith uh are sneaking oh on... shit they dug up gunsmith <laughs> yeah uh, and uh, oh, don't worry he fucking dies um uh, and, and they are sneaking onto lazarus island 
and they're running a mission for Walla while she's in this meeting. Walla went to this meeting unarmed without any backup because of what Peacemaker is doing. And she she tells the the the, the villains that like they need to come work for her because them working because apparently all these villains were part of Slade's secret society. And oh. um they survived the Shadow War because everyone forgot they like existed until now. Yeah. You know? Naturally. Um but yeah, she she wants them to work for her, and all they have to do is kill uh, a single superhero, and they will uh, be able to get a full pardon and mm. a clean slate. They, they kill any superhero they want uh, in any way they can, as long as they kill the superhero. And Walla manages oh, Walla manages to get them all under her control by she she fucking just straight up murders Codename Assassin because he fucking <laughs> he runs his mouth and she shoots him in the mm. face. But also right. be- because Peacemaker completes his mission on Lazarus Island and retrieves the Helm of Hate, mm. which is like a black helm of fate, but it's for hate. It's like a Chaos uh, Lord sort of thing. Is, is this connected to Night Terrors? Is that the thing that Maybe. gives us that? Maybe. But uh, yeah, so th- there's a precedent for someone going out and just fucking shooting Wally West interesting to try and get uh, a clean slate as part yeah. of Waller's new thing. Huh. I like that. I like there's a lot of connective tissue going on and also that they mean it when they say that the Titans book is the premier team book in the DC universe mm-hmm. now, which mm-hmm. means the next big event will probably be spinning out of here. Yeah. At the, at the end of the book, there's like a, a like a big spread page of like who, who's going to be targeted and everything. And a lot of the Titans are on there as well as like, just like the justice league. Oh, and also, like, you know, the people that she was working for, like, on big screens, you know, that you didn't oh, ever know the, who they were? The, the lights. Yeah, the, it was the Council. It's, it's confirmed to be the Council of Light from the Young Justice cartoon. The Titan. Yeah. Yeah, the Young Justice show. Yeah, they, yeah, that was at the end of Dark Crisis she was working yeah, for the yeah. light. I'm like, fuck off. They canonized the light. Why? Yeah, they, they, they basically they all but confirm it here that it's like the Council of Light. Yeah. Now, here's the question. Are they the same members from the Young Justice show? Or are they going to mm. shake up the actual membership? I think they'll shake it up. They'll probably shake it up because they can. It's but funny because yeah. you can see, like, the outlines of some of them. And some of them, like, that looks like the Flash. It's like, that looks like, <laughs> like it's like, it'd be such like a, like a fuck up thing. Oh, it's like the Justice League or something, you know, or like uh. the, the crime syndicate or something. Well, th- that was the thing they pulled in Young Justice, too, when Batman and his team, they're like, okay, we're fighting the light, so we need to use their own tactics against them. We'll become the dark, or we'll become the shadow, and we'll manipulate things from behind yeah. the scenes as superheroes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm interested in that. Well, that sounds like a good one, actually. I wish I would have read that one now. Oh, yeah, it's free on Amazon. It's only 10 pages oh. long. Oh, well, fuck me. I should go read it then. Yeah. <laughs> But before I do, though, let's talk about the other big team book that came out this week. Avengers, number one, from superstar Jed McKay, really getting his baptism by fire. Now he did amazing things with Moon Knight. He did amazing things with Black Cat. And now he gets to write the main book coming off, yes. you know, a very, very long run from Aaron. Yeah. Oh, like a, an 80 issue plus run from Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, th- th- this was great. Again, it's much like Titans. It was all just kind of like a recruitment drive of all the different uh, fresh start heroes. You know, C- Carol Danvers is now in charge of the the uh, the Avengers after winning the vote, a unanimous yep. vote from the the previous team. And uh, yeah, she spends most of the time just recruiting. Uh, she recruits Iron Man, Thor, naturally goes to see Captain yep. America and recruits Sam Wilson instead. Cap only gets one line in this issue. <laughs> He that does. was weird. That was weird. 
you know what? That's fine because he's going to be the leader over in the uncanny book. Yeah, so, you know, yeah, that's true. But, which I, I like they did there. So, you know, we don't actually need Steve on this team because he's going to go be the leader of the uncanny Avengers. <laughs> and and they make like a kind of sly reference here when when Carol says she needs the canniest uh, yeah. uh, of the of the heroes, not the uncanniest, the, the canniest. <laughs> Just the canniest. And again, I, I like Carol's whole thing of being like, look, you know, we need to put the Avengers humanity first and foremost moving forward and you know sam you have a history not only as a superhero but a social worker and i thought mm -hmm. that was very nice yeah it was cool this 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 book too it's also a fresh start but jed mckay very clearly did his homework on all these characters and what's mm. going on with them so he's sure to mention that hey thor had his dad die recently and he's having a hard time being king of asgard oh sam and black panther actually don't like each other right now following what happened in the sam book yeah, yeah, yeah. Black Panther was kicked off the previous team because he had like spies installed in governments all around the world and was spying on the Avengers themselves. Yeah, so it's a whole thing with them. Also, Black Panther is not really Black Panther anymore. I haven't no. been reading that book, but apparently everyone's saying that uh, he is having his own similar Spider-Man-esque, you know, downturn into nonstop misery. Yeah, he's not king anymore and he's not technically the Black Panther. Yeah, so he's kind of doing all of this off uh, off the grids and off the books there. I mean, shit, he was, uh, he's living on a goddamn houseboat like your divorcee uncle. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you want me, Carol? What are you doing? It's like, dude, because we're the Avengers and we're a family. We fight, yeah. we're dysfunctional, but I want you back. <laughs> yeah. it, it was quite interesting to note that, like, all the people Carol is uh, recruiting for the team at one point or another have been on the wrong side of either one another or the Avengers, you know, uh, yep. whether it turn, turns evil or like something they did like civil war two or civil war one. Mm -hmm. and, and I like that Carol acknowledges that, that like, yeah, the, you people have made mistakes and I've made mistakes and we're, and that's what makes us unique and a unique yeah. team to put together. Yeah, it's, it's a nice through line. You know, she's the second mm. chance chairman of the Avengers. Yeah. yeah. Which is very good. Because, yeah, hey, we get Scarlet Witch back, who's probably, like, the biggest new addition, even though she's <laughs> been an Avenger before. And her reasoning is like, yeah, of course I want to be an Avenger. My life has been a nonstop cavalcade of chaos, but the Avengers has always felt like a safe place to me. <laughs> that makes sense, because she's, like, one of the Avengers, like, first villains. She was a villain to Hawkeye, and, and then that came yep. over into uh, the Avengers and everything. It was great. I had a minute there, too, where I'm like, oh, Scarlet Witch is on the team. That's so cool. They're letting mutants back on the team. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, she's actually not a mutant. She's yeah. reconciled with her dad and with Krakoa, but is still technically not a mutant anymore. Not, not a mutant. And then, yeah, we, we Vision is back. Vision hasn't been seen for quite a while. No, it's uh, been a long while. And we learned he's kind of going through some shit because uh, they tie it back to Judgment Day. Yeah, uh, which where, I was surprised by. Where he never got a judgment from uh, the Frankenstein celestial, celestial Tony and Ajak brought back to life. So he's like, oh, am I, am I just a machine? Am I not worthy of judgment? And Carol gets in a great line being like, yeah, you know, I want you for my team, not because I think you need to prove yourself, but because I know you don't have to. Yeah. What a nice line. Yeah, I, I like Carol as chairperson, even though a lot of people have the knee-jerk reaction that, of course, they do whenever Captain Marvel is mentioned. Yeah, yeah. How dare they put a woman, a vagina person, in yeah. charge of a super team? Yeah, Brie Larson with the, the, the glowy eyes and the thumbnail, yep. That, that has done so much fucking damage. <laughs> that image that is on everything. But I do appreciate the shorthand of being like, ah, this person's an asshole, okay. 
Yeah. Good good to know this person has a very healthy relationship with women. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> so yeah, they, they're all fighting it out with Terminus, who's trying to steal a black hole projector, but he ends up damaging it. So Captain Marvel has to fly it up so it won't kill a bunch of people. And she seemingly dies slash disappears. And I guess that's the drama here of being like, oh, Carol brought all these people together who, you know, are fighting and have bad blood and, you know, she's going to, you know, direct them and turn them into team. But, oh, she's disappeared, you know, the seconds within seconds where she finds a dying Kang the Conqueror. Yeah, who I guess this is probably spinning out of that timeless bookie where he fought, like, fucking King Arthur in his court and they, like, came for him after he, he like, fucked around and found out and did a bunch of shit that he wasn't supposed to um but Maybe yeah who the hell even knows yeah i guess this is like like hinting towards some big event coming something that hasn't been announced yet because i was sure to check is there an avengers event announced uh, and there's nothing after uh uh the uh the ultimates uh one that right. comes out soon yeah also, Kang said, oh, I need to tell you something. Mm -hmm. I have something important to say. And Terminus also mentioned something called the Convergence. And I'm like, oh, no, they're doing DC's Convergence again. <laughs> yeah, Again, this could probably be related to the Ultimates. Probably. Oh, yeah, Convergence of Worlds. Yeah, yeah. Convergence of Dimensions. Yeah, and, and, and Kang has seen it happen or is, you know. Yeah. yeah. I need you to stop me from becoming Jonathan Majors because something terrible yeah, will happen. Yeah, really. <laughs> Yeah, something terrible will happen, and then people won't talk about me for a long time. Yeah. Even Iron Man was, like, talking about, like, Nathaniel Richards and, like, other dimensions and medals and stuff. And That's yeah. true. Also, as I look into it now, I'm like, what was the deal with Ultimate Kang? And I'm like, oh, I think Sue Storm was Ultimate Kang by the end? I think so, yeah. Yeah, Kang is... Yeah, it got really fucking weird by that point. Yeah. But hey, that might be something. Apparently the Fantastic Four book under Ryan North is really good. I feel like I should check it out. <laughs> I keep meaning to. I keep being like, okay, because I've got like the first three issues. And I'm like, oh. okay, I'm going to I'm gonna read these books. And I just get too much like with other Same. stuff. Yeah. Uh, someone told me they apparently do a story very similar to what they're doing in Spider-Man with like a time-displaced love story. But apparently this one is good. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, seriously, did they actually run these stories so close together and think people wouldn't <laughs> notice? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean, two really solid team books, two very similar team books, but you know, both I think put their best foot forward. Yeah, they were both fantastic. Yeah, I definitely want to check out where they're going. They're definitely in my rotation now. And uh, also, because it is a Superman week, we'd be remiss to not talk about it. Uh, Superman this week with, I guess what you could call maybe a sweeping retcon for the history of Lex Luthor. A little bit. I wouldn't say it's a sweeping retcon. It's just like filling in the gaps. It's, it's a very believable retcon. It's like, mm. yeah, I buy that. Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, the idea being is that, you know, Superman and Lex, you know, they're still trying to work together to run Supercorp for the better of Metropolis, but Lex still won't open up to Superman about uh, Dr. Graft and Dr. Farm. Or is it Mr. Farm? Is only one of them a doctor? <laughs> no, it's it's Dr. Farm and Graft. Uh, they, they, they make it known that, like, Graft is, like, his brother and assistant but like right. is equally as smart but maybe he just didn't get the phd you know he just he, he, they, they can only afford to send one kid to school you know he, <laughs> he, he he went to evil med school uh dr graf and then he'd come back and he'd teach his brother everything he learned that day yeah yeah well, he, yeah he just didn't get the credits you know yeah. he just didn't get the credits you know fucking academia am i right <laughs> So Luthor won't open up about his history with these guys in the secret society of mad scientists, though eventually he's forced to tell a, a different
different angle on Luthor's origin story, wherein he comes to Metropolis in what is clearly the 80s. Look at that hair. Look at those shoulder pads. <laughs> and apparently this was a time wherein Luthor was still idealistic and actually wanted to use his mind to try and help people for a change. Say, what? There was that, but there was also still that very narcissistic, if I help these people, people will, like, praise respect me, me and respect me and I'll be, like, accepted and everything. So that's really a big, like, uh, thing that he he wanted to do it for, really. Mm. And also he's doing the whole serial killer, like, ooh, if I can solve this missing homeless person case before the cops do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then people are going to see how great I am. And eventually he discovers that uh, Graft and Farm were kidnapping homeless people to experiment on them. And he goes to stop them. And he actually has a super suit that is, of course, yeah. purple and green. And he's got goggles. And he has what I guess you could call, like, Luther Spheres. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everything's, like, branded with him because, of course, it is because it's Lex Luthor. Egomaniac. Yeah, he, fight, he fights them a couple of times and frees some homeless people and gets some praise. But then finds that, like, him just doing that like barely put a scratch in into the villains like plans and operation mm. there's clearly more of that story he hasn't told yet and also mm. superman's reaction is great superman's like are, do you fucking expect me to believe that that you were yeah. a hero in metropolis before me come on but hey you know what it actually ties into that whole maryland moonlight thing that yeah apparently metropolis does have other heroes that superman doesn't know about yeah well i, I i'm sure williamson has remembered but he also needs to remember that you know, Alan Scott was Metropolis's Green Lantern Guardian. for like a long time. <laughs> yeah, and Guardian and other yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, I imagine. I imagine this is going to be part of like a whole sweeping. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, no, not retcon, but kind of like re-emergence yeah. of like Metropolis past, and be like, no, 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 there were other heroes. Yeah, I and I I, I like this the this take on Luther's uh uh adolescence and and younger years because it's like it it kind of mirrors clark's arrival to the city mm. where clark was very much you know he's very idealistic very much like luther was back then but he was you know too focused on like the sky and everything up in the city and everything that he didn't yeah. notice these homeless people or like anything like that and uh it, bendis also did did something similar to this as well where superman's too busy dealing with bigger threats and everything to mm. notice like the smaller guys down on the ground but luther wasn't and and i like that luther kind of holds that over superman's head a little bit indeed it's also gonna i'm sure lead to a cool mama when we see what exactly was it that made luthor lose his faith <laughs> in people <laughs> what was the moment that he lost his idealism yeah yeah and became a selfish prick and is it related to the society of mad scientists it sure seems that way it, it does yes because because the implication was that lex was a member once upon a time but now the implication is no no, no he fought them actually yeah yeah and again this is this is just luther's side of the story and he he, he likes mm. twisting the stories and even even superman says like it's like i can tell you believe in this story but you're still holding <laughs> yeah. something back <laughs> But you're still a fucking liar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we get a new upgraded classic Superman foe, too. We see the return of Silver Banshee, who has apparently been imbued with uh, Phantom Zone power. So now yeah. her screams summon ghosts. Oh, so cool. Because it's so fitting with, like, like her character as, like, a Banshee and that sort of, like... Mm that that celtic like heritage of her like being in control of ghosts and spirits and stuff and now mm -hmm. she can do that it for fits. real it, it's so fucking cool 
Just just like Parasite acting like a real Parasite, now yeah. Banshee is acting like a real Banshee. Yeah, and we learned like how these villains are doing this. They they have they they have an infinity gauntlet made of gr- green kryptonite. kryptonite and like all these different kryptonites that they they found that if they use them on metahumans and kind of like up the radiation it gives them power boosts which which is a fascinating idea from williamson yeah. where it's like look most mad scientists stopped at green kryptonite once they realized it could mm-hmm. hurt superman they never thought to further their research and be like yeah but what else could it do if we used it in conjunction with each other this is still otherworldly alien radiation what mm-hmm. could we do with it yeah how could we use it to benefit us more yeah uh cowboy helping us out with five dollars Will the next Batman villain be Sandman? I would like to see Batman crossover into newer characters like Clown Killer or Duke. I don't know. Has that been said somewhere? I know, uh, what is it, Sandman, the Golden Age version, uh, has been getting a lot of love over in the new Golden Age from Jeff Johns. Yeah, he's come back recently, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Is that a thing? If it is, I haven't heard about it. That'd be pretty fucking cool, though. Also, I forgot Clown Killer exists. Yeah. And that was a thing. Yeah. Remember Clown Killer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think he's still a character over in uh, that Batman Inc. book that isn't about Batman yeah. oh, anymore. Clown Hunter. That's right. Or is clown that, or Hunter, they changed their name to Clown Killer? <laughs> I don't know. Did they, did they just kill the clowns now, not hunt them? <laughs> well, you know, so long as they're free range clowns, you know, so long as you <laughs> use every part of the clown. Yeah. 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 Of course. Ethically sourced clowns. Yeah. <laughs> sourced clown meat yeah i think that's uh, what mcdonald's was originally called before they settled on mcdonald's ethically sourced clown meat uh, and ray Kroc was like you're never gonna sell like this <laughs> but yeah superman continues to be cool i like what they're uh, doing with it i like how they're upgrading the villains i like how we're exploring other heroes that have been you know part of metropolis's history it doesn't just start and stop with superman yeah, yeah, yeah. Williamson is building like is making Metropolis a character more so than like the other than like actual characters. They like in this we see that Superman actually goes into the depths of Metropolis and and like finds for the first time that like oh the city is like built on other versions of the city because of like mm-hmm. battles and everything. Everything just gets like plowed over and then built on top of. So there's like this labyrinth under the city that he never even knew existed. Which feels very comic books, where it's like, yeah. yeah, we're just building on stuff that came before, but yeah. if you dig down too deep, you'll find a labyrinth of shit that no one's touched in years. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. It's good, good stuff. Yeah. Uh, that was really all I read this week. I, I did read the, uh, what is it, Miles Morales Carnage Reigns book, but honestly, uh, kind of kind of uh, running in place, that one. Oh, really? Yeah, kind of a shame. It's it's basically a story about how Miles and Scorpion have to team up to escape after getting a building dropped on them. And it's fine. <laughs> it's not bad, but it's not what made the first arc so good because it's like, ah, yeah, here, we're in event time now. We got to do event stuff. Yeah, yeah. Also, Carnage isn't really in the book, and we also still don't know what Carnage's big plan is outside. I'm in New York. Look at my fancy new suit. <laughs> Look at my extreme biot suit. It's extremist and symbiote together. <laughs> Aren't I fucking cool? Look at me. That's that's basically that's all good. it is. Yeah. And also we have like a dime store ripoff version of the Thunderbolts called the Cape Killers, which I think is a <laughs> reference to Civil War. Uh, that's cool. <laughs> which is which is ironic. They're called the Cape Killers and they're going after Miles. I'm like, he doesn't even wear a cape. <laughs> He doesn't wear a cape at all. In fact, most Marvel heroes yeah. don't wear a cape anymore. Yeah, yeah. So, like, who are they hunting? Yeah. 
Yeah, Thor wears a cape sometimes. Yeah. Black Panther used to wear a cape, but he hasn't worn a cape in years. Yeah, I want to see him try and try and kill Thor. <laughs> yeah, really. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, friggin' uh, yeah. None of these characters. Goddamn Taskmaster, Lady Electro. Yeah, they're not killing. Thor. <laughs> also, they're put together just by like some dirty cop who has like an obsession with Spider-Man, and I'm just like, yeah. Also, calling them killers doesn't help your position too much as a cop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing he, his his like car has like a Punisher sticker on the back. And, uh-huh. uh, yeah, it's yeah. a it's it, it's a she. It's Agent oh, Gao okay. who is named who is named after the gal that Cody Ziggler worked with on She-Hulk. Oh, okay. <laughs> In fact, there's another cop in that unit called Officer Ahmed who is obviously a reference to Solid in a bit. This 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 group of cops all named after the the Marvel writers. What is that telling you? Yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah, well, Ziggler has just named after people he's worked with. Uh, John John Ty helping us out in the chat too. It's interesting that Metallo from Action Comics and Silver Banshee from the Superman books are being forced to be evil by outside forces. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on right now. How about that? A lot mm. of Superman's foes don't even want to be evil at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it, again, it, it goes back to like the previous runs where 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 these characters have showed up. Superman has has like talked them down and also offered them uh like help like offered them to help and they've now been forced out of that so superman has to kind of do it again but do it in a different way yeah i I respect them you know appreciating what came before Mm, yeah absolutely yeah to make it part of the run to be like look i want to use these classic villains again but i also want to appreciate what came before and also be like yeah you know a lot of them did turn it around and do have you know like more normal lives now Mm mm-hmm also, Silver Banshee is dating Jimmy now, which is also not yeah. one of the weirdest romantic relationships Jimmy has had. Yeah, I, I like they alluded to that in the last <laughs> issue where she's like, oh, is this the gorilla princess? You know, the space woman? Uh, you know, who is this? <laughs> yeah, which one is this? No, it's the actual Irish Banshee woman. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that, that's fine. Pretty normal. Good for you. Also, she calls him <laughs> Wee Turtle, which I thought was funny. Yeah, yeah. That's got to be a reference to Giant Turtle, right? I, yeah yeah oh absolutely that that's how i actually knew it was jimmy she was talking about she like calls him turtle and he and his boss is lois lane i'm like okay he's lois lane yeah they, they, they kind of show their hand a little early on that <laughs> i'm like oh it's jimmy isn't it which also makes me think like shit is that jimmy's apartment jimmy's got a nice ass apartment he's fucking a billionaire that's right he owns he the is, daily planet that's right that stayed canon didn't yeah it? he owns the daily planet thought- and now lois is in charge of the daily planet I thought that got wiped away, but no, no. You're right. He's still, yeah. he's still fucking rich yeah. and still just doing his photography job because he loves it. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's what's so fucking cool about him. He's just like, oh, I'm just gonna go do my job and I'll go get breakfast burritos for everyone. And yeah, it's great. Yeah, that's fucking hilarious. Wow, Jimmy Olsen, the one good billionaire, <laughs> <laughs> the one good billionaire who stays working his day job. <laughs> It's like one of those guys who wins the lottery and doesn't tell anybody. <laughs> That's what I would do if I won the lottery. I would still show up and do this show, everyone, but I would do it so half-assed you wouldn't even <laughs> believe it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Spider-Man, yeah, pretty good. I thought, yeah, it's all right, yep. Yeah, lighting, all right, we're, lighting we're gonna call... cigars with like $100 bills. And... $100 bills. We're going to call this uh, one, everyone, early. Huh, <laughs> and then Joel left and he put on his fur coat and jumped into a Bugatti and drove away. Yeah, got in, got into his, his jetpack and, and took off for <laughs> yeah. the moon or something, yeah. <laughs> yep, these are my 
my jetpacks. They built them just for me. When you're rich, you can have them. <laughs> yeah, you can only get them at the weird rich guy islands. Yeah, you yeah. Know, the... <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you make a billion dollars, they just send you an invitation in the mail to come to the weirdo rich guy island. I was surprised too. It's like a fucked up letter from Hogwarts. Someone needs to do a story like that. Like someone like like a like a like a, a normie wins like like uh like like a billion dollars in like the lottery and they like or inherits it or something yeah and they end up like get like like you said like a hogwarts letter comes and it's like oh it's for the like the secret society of billionaires who like of run the world and this guy's just like like jimmy Oz, he's just like a normal guy and he's like i don't want to be that but i'll go and see what's happening and it's just fucking weird billionaire sh- people with like wearing shoes without socks and just just yes. weird shit eyes wide shut mass yeah that that sounds like a mark russell pitch doesn't yeah it? yeah 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 <laughs> that sounds like a mark russell pitch and like everyone's really mean to each other like succession or something like very like, oh, passive aggressively rich- mean yeah 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 and you're the richest rich guy of them all yeah yeah or uh or it's like that episode of uh venture brothers where rusty invents uh what is it teleportation and he gets invited to the eyes wide shut party for the people who like do run the oil and auto industry and everything and they're like ah yes the the orphan sashimi is you know quite decadent wait what (laughs) (laughs) and it's like well through that door you know there's pleasures unbound you know if you agree not to use your teleportation technology and over in this door (laughs) is the tiger and the tiger has needs too so what's it gonna be man because <laughs> i feel like that's gotta be the thing they gotta like march you into a room they show you the goddamn zapruder film they show you the kennedy yeah. assassination from yeah. an angle you've never seen before yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and it's like all right man so you're gonna play ball or aren't you okay <laughs> <laughs> I, I say that like there's actual order in the universe and like it's not all just fucking chaos <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's the lies I tell myself. But, uh, yeah, so, so that was the Miles Carnage book, which is how we started this. It was fine. Yeah, yeah. It was fine. You know, I'm assuming the other ones will be a little better. And, yeah, I, I didn't read Hulk this week, but I want to. I didn't read the new Cap, but I'm going to. Lot a of, lot of really good books came out this week. There was a lot of stuff to have to keep track of. There, there was. I, I, I read the new, just before we started this, I read the new uh, Brave and the Bold. oh yeah how was that it's it's an anthology yeah it is and every story in it was fucking great really i know everyone was going nuts about uh tom king doing a joker story yeah yeah his joker story was actually really fucking good it was it was interesting it's it's him it's uh who's that artist he he always teams with gerard it's not gerard way it's gerard oh what's his Uh, last name jock no not jock not jock oh what is his name it's blanking mitch gerrard's that's the one ah mitch gerrard's yeah 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 um yeah no it's great it's it's like a joker story and like all of joker's dialogue is like in like a silent film like text you know how they how they show the screen and it's just like the text yeah yeah, yeah. it's all done in that it's it's so fucking cool uh there's a stormwatch story stormwatch gets restarted by uh director bones and, oh fuck yeah! And it's 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 such a fucking unique team. Okay, let, let, I've I've got the list of the team here. It's uh, yes, please tell me. It's Phantom One, who was one of uh Ghost Ghostmaker's uh like proteges. It looks exactly like Ghostmaker. Ah. So, so worked with him. Uh, Ravager. Okay. So Rose I Wilson. Do like Ravager. Uh, Shadow. 
Interesting. <laughs> Peacekeeper one. Oh, f- someone remembered Peacekeeper one. <laughs> Peacekeeper one. Uh, Flint. Matt, 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 don't don't say that because I think it, with Peacemaker one coming back, I think I owe people five dollars now. <laughs> he comes back and no, he's no. like he's like the big brute of the team. <laughs> I, I think my full thing was if Peacekeeper 1 comes back in Batman, I owe you all $5. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, him, Flint, uh, a guy called Winter, uh, who's like the mm. new uh, weatherman of Stormwatch. Uh, Interesting. Dr. Zima, who's like a, a science guy. He's like a fucking melty-faced fucking monster dude. Uh, and core who's apparently like some like ukrainian ukrainian character who's like a nuclear bomb basically interesting and yeah the team the team uh like go on their first mission and it goes just as bad as well as you think and mm-hmm. yeah it, it, it was actually like like really so like the whole time i'm like how do they bring all these characters they brought peacemaker one back how the fuck why (laughs) that actually sounds like a good team like i know dc has tried forever to make a new version of stormwatch work and that actually sounds pretty okay yeah i'm i'm cool with like director bones being the one who's like overseeing it all and uh, yeah it's it's so fucking cool because it's just nice to see bones and stuff we're we're big proponents of uh, mr bones here on this and like he goes from mr to director he yeah. got an upgrade yeah uh the story after that is christopher campbell doing a superman story hey. uh, and it's so fun it's so fucking fun it's it's clark trying to figure out he's got a he's trying to write a story about superman uh and it, he he's finding that like well he's finding that it always becomes about superman like he did one he wrote a story up about a robbery superman appeared you know stopped the robbery but then the story becomes about superman stopping the robbery and everything and not Mm. the actual robbery uh and looking at it now he's wearing pink lounge pants on the yeah (laughs) yeah 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 and and he he ends up getting sent this like decoder ring that he remembers having as like a child and it was like a decoder ring for i think it was the order of the black lamp order of the black lamp Uh, yes which is the name of the story yeah and it's like some old serial he'd watch on like tv as like a kid and he got the decoder ring and he'd pretend to be part of the order and everything but this ring is like real and 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 uh he he, like starts up and and it reveals like a map on the note that was sent to the and he's like it says like save me and it has like all these different coordinates and everything and he's like okay this is my story this is the story we're gonna like run with and and he ends up investigating it and it takes him to like some mountain range that like reveals like and when he activates the ring it reveals like like some shangri-la place in the mountains oh. and everything yeah it's it's so cool it's so it's so yeah, different sounds really fun yeah and then the last story is like fucking anime batman is set in oh, like yes. neo gotham and it, yes, it's, it, 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 it looks really fucking cool looks really fucking it's, cool it's, it's a hero the japanese batman versus mm-hmm. like uh, attack on titan joker yeah yeah and he has to save uh dick and jason who are brothers in this and and he, oh. he takes them under his wing and he's got he's, he's got this great i can't remember what they call caped crusader mode that's right he, he activates <laughs> cape crusader mode and it like transforms him into like a sentai character it's great uh, it's like his power ranger yeah 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 and it's all black and white oh. it looks like a manga it's great 
Okay, Matt, you're, you're selling me on this one. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Those actually sound like a great list of stories. That that sounds like what uh, Brave and the Bold should be. That, that's what I, I was really interested because I didn't know what the stories were in the book. And I thought, ah, oh, Brave and the Bold, it's all going to be, it's going to be like Urban Legends, how it was all about Batman. And Batman, like, yeah. And, but like, no, we've got a Stormwatch, we've got Superman. We, you know, it's never really about Batman, which I'm like, okay, this is what it should be. This is what it should be. Sounds like a good mix. If I can keep yeah. up with that, I might actually have to check those out. Those sound like good, good stories. Well, all the stories look like they are continuing, in at least into next issue. Right, yeah, because again, yeah. It's, it's an anthology. Yeah, because yeah, it feels like like DC has tried so hard with these anthologies, but it feels like they never had like one real killer app of an anthology where no. it's like, oh, well, this is the one you gotta be reading. No, Urban Legends did last quite a while. I know that, but, but yeah, again, that was just all like, batman and batman and batman, batman family related. stuff yeah whereas this this isn't really by the looks of it yeah. now in fairness again some of those urban legend stories did actually get collected and released later like mm -hmm. uh, the asriel one got collected yes. because asriel got a series afterwards yep well shit here's hoping these uh continue to be good because those do actually sound like a lot of fun and they got top tier talent on it as well tom king christopher cantwell mitch gerrard's that's that's the other thing that I think was always kind of holding back those anthologies. You could tell it's like mm, you didn't put the A team on these, did you? This is someone who had a pitch for Batman, at yeah, one point, and then they just shoved it in here, yeah, yeah. Or or it was an attempt to like try and launch new writers and artists, which is perfectly well and good, but they mm. have like a lot working against them if they're an unknown. Exactly, yes. Uh, I guess with that, we can talk about what's coming out this week, everyone, or today, if you're listening to the show when it drops Wednesday. Mm -hmm. uh, so we got Nightwing number 104, the continuation of the Titans in Hell story. I actually have to catch up on Nightwing. It's good. It's good stuff. Yeah, I'm, Again, I'm, I'm, kinda... I'm looking forward to that like POV uh, issue. Yeah. That, that, that looks like it is, it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, it kind of dips in the middle, but it definitely picks back up. Uh, we got Action Comics number 1055. We now know that Cyborg Superman is the one behind yes. all of these evil shenanigans. Yes, looking forward to that. I, I feel dumb for not picking out that it was him sooner because uh, Philip Kennedy Johnson kept stopping to remind us that he was still in the Phantom Zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Looking forward to the backup as well. The, the, the Steel backup, Engineer of Tomorrow, is pretty good. Still, mm. still uh, revealed in the first part, still revealed his uh, secret identity to the world. Oh, shit. And it was all yeah, about like what the S means to him and everything. Oh, I like that a lot, especially because he's getting a new series written by a goddamn mm. Worf soon enough. <laughs> yes. Uh, we got Thor 34, which nice. that's a tongue twister if I've ever said one. Green Arrow number two. Hell yeah. Ooh, hell yeah. Justice Society of America number four. Oh my God. They remembered that book still exists and it's still coming out. Well, they had to finish uh, the Golden Children first. I guess they did. Or I don't know what well, the hell the delay was on that one. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that story continues in this because they did mention at the end of that Stargirl series that it will, it continue. will continue. Yeah. Uh, we got Star Wars High Republic 10, nice. uh, Darth Vader, Black, White, and Red. Nice. Uh, Storm number one. Oh, yeah, there's going to be a new Storm series. Oh, God, I feel like damn. every time I turn around, there's a new goddamn X-Men book. <laughs> Do they need a Storm series? Because she's basically like the main character of like X-Men Red. Of everything. Yeah, and everything at the moment because she's so important. Yeah. Now, this is written by Anne Nascenti, so it's probably going to be pretty goddamn good. Okay. I also didn't read X-Men from this week, too, but I definitely plan to. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, Daredevil and Echo number one actually comes out this <laughs> week. Fuck me, a thing awesome. we just talked about. 
hey, if you sounded excited for that, don't worry, because you can get it right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, City Boy, number one, part of that uh, whole new imprint. Yes, the, 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 the amazing character, City Boy. <laughs> Remember, City Boy, he's back now in Pog form. <laughs> Uh, Static Shadows of Dakota, number four. I'm waiting for that to be done to read it, but it definitely mm-hmm. looks like something I'm going to enjoy when I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Supermassive, number one, from Kyle Higgins. Uh, Fury, number one. Yeah, we're getting a new Fury series, seriously? Really? Uh, written, Yeah, written by Al Ewing, no less. Cool. Who is Scorpio, a glamorous rogue agent with deadly secrets, lures Nick Fury into an action thriller of a lifetime? His father's what? Following the trail of a never-before-seen Fury file from the Howling Commandos in the 40s to the swinging 60s. Okay, so this is Fury, but it's all the Furies by the looks of it. That's why the book is just called Fury. It's Fury Sr. and Fury Jr. I'm happy with that. I'm just happy that Nick Fury is actually getting something. I know, right? Hey, maybe maybe they'll bring Shield back in this. Actually, apparently, at the end of the last Fantastic Four book, they actually teased the return of Shield. Oh no, shit! Yeah, but that Shield might be evil. Oh, it <laughs> didn't well, they go away because they were evil? <laughs> I know, isn't that the thing? Because they were corrupted. Don't don't worry, Fury will deal with it. <laughs> uh, what else we got going on here? Star Wars hyperspace stories number five. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, anything else that we're particularly reading? Zum, zum, zum. <laughs> DC Ruby. I forgot that that was a crossover that's happening. It's, oh yeah, that's like that anime, isn't it? Yeah, and also apparently a comic as well. Uh, well, that that Rooster Teeth anime again to call it on yeah, that never looks right. <laughs> but I mean, it's like they were doing on a freaking internet budget, so like, yeah, I was yeah. But of, even still, now when they actually have the budget, it doesn't look right. <laughs> remember they had their goddamn like pacific rim show what did they call it Genlock? that stopped pretty early really were they yeah yeah they had like triple a talent they had like goddamn Maisie williams and john boyega in it oh hell jesus yeah i don't know how long that ran that was they're like oh we're doing a big mech anime now and it looked better than ruby did but i don't think it stuck around because i don't think they could fucking pay those people <laughs> oh jesus wow but yeah, so there you go, everyone. That's the books we got coming out this week. A lighter week, and thank God for it, because I still need to catch up on shit that came out this yeah. week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got, like, so there, there was a new fucking Ghost Rider series that started this week. It was starring Danny Ketch and everything, and yeah, just so much stuff happening. I saw that, and I was also surprised. Also, it's a full, uh, what is it, uh, 31 days this month, too, so no, Oof. no breaks. Oof. <laughs> Uh, so thank you everyone for coming and checking us out. We hope you enjoyed the show. I know a lot of people were really excited to be like, oh, we can't wait to hear Joel lose his mind over that Kamala Khan <laughs> news. Well, I hope I hope you got what you came for, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So uh, we'll be back again next week. As always, if you're a patron, you'll get to listen to the show back before anyone else in both audio and visual forms. Thank you everyone who's been watching the shorts. Thank you for showing up and watching us live. It's one of the mm-hmm. best ways to support us. Thank you for the donations. It really helps keep us going and keeping, uh, you know, keeping the lights on essentially. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, for everyone else, if you want to listen to the show back, I drop the audio version Wednesday at like 7 a.m. on all the different podcast channels. So you can nice. go and listen back to that. Nice and early. Yes, I'm on podcast channels. I don't even know about <laughs> <laughs> and with that everyone we'll call this one for this week bye bye everybody see ya <laughs>